Yesterday at King Charles' coronation, there was a moment when he was obscured from view. Do you remember that? And it's when the Archbishop of Canterbury anointed him with holy oil. And it was specially made from olives, from the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. And it was perfumed, I'm reliably informed, with essential oils including sesame, rose, jasmine, cinnamon and orange blossom. And this tradition goes back to Zadok the priest anointing King Solomon. And we heard about that in the first reading. You remember that? Yes, five minutes ago. (laughs) The significance of the uh, anointing was to bless and prepare the king for service. Much in the same way as Ian, Gabby and myself were anointed uh, by the bishop um, to be ministers to serve God. And it was a very special moment, wasn't it? It's an amazing moment. And yesterday, that part of the service I found the most emotional. It was really, really moving. And he was anointed on his head, his hands, and his chest. And that's why they put the screen round. So it was a very private but a very holy moment. In our second reading today, we hear about a rather different anointing. I want you to picture the scene. A group of followers of Jesus were sat round eating. One of them, Martha, was busy getting the food ready ready, and serving. Mary, however, was taking no part in the meal, but doing something entirely different. She had brought a jar of perfume. She unscrewed the lid, and she started to pour on Jesus' feet this perfume. And she poured, and she poured, and she poured, and everybody is looking in amazement. This perfume costs an absolute fortune. They're all looking at her, aghast as she started to waste this perfume bit by bit. And you smell it. (laughs) And it starts to fill the room. The scent. And she keeps wasting it. And she pours it over Jesus' feet. (laughs) It's Hugo Boss, by the way. (laughs) Can everybody smell it? Good. How extravagant. And she didn't stop until it was all used up. And the scent was overpowering. Was it overpowering? Good. (laughs) And then she does something really odd. She starts using her hair to wipe her feet. So the perfume was all over her hair as well. What an exhibition she was making of herself. An absolute exhibition. And Judas, there's always one, isn't there? Couldn't contain himself. What's she doing? That's a year's wages. She could have given that money to the poor. Self-righteous bloke. (laughs) Not an unreasonable comment, perhaps. But Jesus cuts in. Leave her alone. It's her gift to me. And it's very special because she's anointing me for my burial. 
The people at the time probably wouldn't have understood that, but of course Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. So, the scent in my hand cost 60 quid, and I probably wasted probably a fiver, fiver's worth this morning. I bought it with a specific intention of using it today. It's not a sample, and it's not one I'd already had. I went and bought a scent that I thought people might like. (laughs) Or not. I did it because I hope you remember this story. That's why I did it. And the church might remember it next week when we all come back and it still smells of this. (laughs) But Mary demonstrated something amazing, something magnificent. Utter sacrifice for Jesus. Her life savings were probably in that bottle of nard. Nard was imported from Afghanistan and it was extremely rare. In today's term, guess what you think it cost? 12 to 14,000 pounds if you had to buy that in today's market. But it went beyond the monetary value. She humbled herself completely. In fact, she made a bit of an exhibition of herself. Jesus would not have been anointed as king at his At his trial and crucifixion, he was mocked as king of the Jews. You remember that from the Easter story. He had a crown of thorns put on his head. And that's why this anointing was so important. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, Mary's example shows us something about what devotion looks like. There were no half measures. She didn't just take a little bit and go, she used the entire bottle. She gave her all. And it always reminds me of the widow's might. The widow who put her, her, her whole of her money in, in that collection box. So if you're a Christian, that's what it looks like. And I have to say, I was really reminded by this. I love this story. I love it to bits. It's a brilliant story. If you're still on the journey of faith, to follow Jesus is the greatest thing you can ever do. A couple of weeks ago, we were asked to talk about the most significant parts of our life, events in our life. For me, it was my wedding day. I had to say that, didn't I? No, Laura says no. (laughs) Yeah, it was a big, big, big day, a day I'll never forget. And when my children were born. That was pretty special. That was very special to hold my ch- hold a newborn baby in my arms. And my granddaughter, actually. That was amazing as well, seeing her a few hours after she was born. But when I thought about it, when I got home, I thought, actually, the greatest day in my life was going forward at a Billy Graham event where I gave my life to Christ and became a follower of Jesus. It's an amazing event, and I've often spoken of it because it was so amazing. My life had been very different, as some of you know. And when I got down there and I gave my life to Christ, I felt safe for the first time in many years. And I would encourage anyone who's on that journey to find Christ for themselves. Life has its ups and downs, we all know that. 
But having Jesus by your side gives a security like nothing else can bring. But Jesus is more than a friend. He is the King of Kings. And yesterday this was recognized at the beginning of the service when a young person welcomed the King. And this is what the young lad said. Your Majesty, as children of the Kingdom of God, we welcome you in the name of the King of Kings. In response, the King replied, in his name and after his example, I come not to be served, served, but to serve. What a great start to that service yesterday. Jesus is the servant king. He's the king that washed his disciples' feet. And he paid the price for our wrongdoing, as we heard earlier in our all-age talk. He paid the ultimate sacrifice that we might be free. Amen.